Hello and welcome to the Nerdy Reads Podcast. Well, today we have a lot of cool things in store for you. Talking a little bit more about giveaways. We're going to sip on some Peeps Pepsi and talk about Song of Achilles, a book that both of us are very, very hyped about. Enjoy reading. Can't wait to talk to you a little more about that. My name is Justin. This is episode two. And with me is my good friend, Robert. What is up? What's going on, Justin? I'm ready to sit back, relax, and sip on some Peeps Pepsi. That is right. And so before we do that, let's take a step back to December 17th of 2003. I remember this as being one of the greatest Christmas traditions of all time, at least as far back as I can remember. And that is when the Lord of the Rings movie, Return of the King, came out. And so if you remember this, all of the Lord of the Rings movies were all coming out in December, and it was just kind of a part of what Christmas was going on. And so in December of 17th, very excited. Can't wait to see this. The anticipation was high. I remember exactly what movie theater I was in. I think that movie theater I went to see this movie in is actually shut down now, which isn't really that surprising. A lot of movie theaters from 2003 are shut down at this point, but Saw Return of the King. And here's the reason we're talking about that, because you can relive that moment on April 13th. We will have the opportunity to see that again in select theaters. I think we are going to go see it at one of the theaters in Louisville. But do you remember where you were when you saw that movie for the very first time? Yep. I was in a uh, rundown theater at the time, a little old town in Indiana, and it was a fantastic movie. I believe I saw it three, maybe four times in theaters and countless viewings of that extended edition after release. You know, this movie and the other two also and Hobbit as well. I'm not a Hobbit hater. Those three movies were I know a lot of people didn't love those movies because they were like, hey, why are you making three movies out of one book? But I get it. You know, they were trying to extend that franchise. I could watch these movies over and over again. And it's kind of cool, too, because my son has been diving into these as well. I'm not a Hobbit hater myself. I think Smog is one of the best on-screen dragons we've had in any media. And brings me to when Denny's had a limited edition Hobbit-themed menu, I went to an old Denny's and had the Smog Burger. What was that? What'd that entail? It was a Denny's Burger, which no idea what that meat was made out of back then. Don't even want to try to remember. And it had a bunch of spicy <laughs> fire-breathing dragon sauce on it. Fire-breathing dragon sauce. You're welcome. Hey, Lord of the Rings has exploded since then i mean tons of stuff show on amazon i mean there's all sorts of things that have come from that franchise and i mean this movie again one of my favorite movies of all time you get a chance to watch it again i can't wait for april 13th i'll be there and speaking of the lord of the rings it's invading another uh, media franchise that you and i both loved many years ago magic the gathering have you seen this I haven't. I mean, I saw that it was coming out. Have not had a have not really taken the time to research it yet, even though I want to. Yeah, so Magic the Gathering is doing a little Willy Wonka with this release. They're releasing mm-hmm. the One Ring as one of the cards, but it's going to be written in the black speech of Dark Lord Sauron. And everyone who buys a pack is going to have a chance to find this card, but they are only printing one card. So if you play Magic and you happen to open this one card, congratulations on your new status is a millionaire. So is that the only ring card? So you there is one ring or is it that there is one that has the writing on it? There is one that has the black speech writing on it. They're going to have okay. the one ring mass printed uh, in other sets, but to get the specific black speech card, there is one of one. Nice. 
Uh, you know, Magic the Gathering has a fan base that's fanatical. And so that card, like you said, cha-ching, you are a millionaire. Congratulations. You know, we've seen a lot of Magic cards that have gone through print and they have ended up selling for crazy amounts of money. Actually, at a store that was local to us that had people actually break in to steal Magic cards, if I remember correctly. They can really be pretty pricey for the right buyers. So, you gonna buy any? I have broken up with Magic the Gathering years ago and it is a toxic relationship I'm in no hurry to return to. You know, now that we're on Magic the Gathering, we should really share the story of our first Friday Night Magic event. So last week on episode one, we shared with you our very first Viking Metal experience. But now that we're kind of on this roll right now, we could share another first. Our very first Friday Night Magic. I remember walking into this card shop. I was nervous because I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't even that good at the game at the time. But we're doing a draft. This is where you open up a pack you hand to the next person everybody selects a card as it goes around the circle and you build random decks and you try your best to to make something with some synergy so you have a chance to win this competition well as we're there there's a storm which is perfect right it's thunder everybody's in this little room i'm not just saying this it smelled funky in there it definitely had that stench of con funk or if you go to your local GameStop, no disrespect to the GameStop employees it's your customer base i used to be a game stop employee definitely a little funk that lingers in that air oh 100 and so there we are the funk is alive and it is still hot because it's the summer and the electricity goes out there was a little spark of relief inside of me because i was like man this is over we're gone because as much as i was trying to have fun there was this nervous energy as well and i was kind of like okay cool well This was a good first experience. I'll go back home and maybe do a little more research before I come back to a draft. And they all looked at us and they said, hey, everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back. It was at this moment that I knew something was amiss. And I looked (laughs) at Justin. What are we supposed to do? Do we stay here? We already paid our money. Do we leave? So we kind of hung out for a moment just to see what would happen. So as we're there, everybody's outside of this little this little shindig. We're sitting outside too because truthfully, it was hot as all get out inside of this tiny room. Because again, it's summer. Yes, it's storming. Yes, that cooled it off a little bit. But when you put 30 sweaty people in a very small room playing match gathering it was it was pretty it was pretty ripe in there so we're like hey let's go stand outside well here come these people returning from walmart with 70 candles yes. <laughs> literally candles of all shapes sizes teacup candles the long giant candles and i thought it was a joke I was like we're not about to play magic the gathering by candlelight it wasn't a joke 100 we were playing magic the gathering by candlelight one thing too is that there were candles of all different scents as well so it smelled like a mixture of bath and body works and the bathroom at a ymca and that was the first and last friday night magic experience i've ever had same this lord of the rings one though could draw me back in you never know I might buy a pack of these just to check it out. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. It is one of my favorite books. J.R.R. Tolkien is my favorite author of all time. Love that guy. And so may have to dive back in at least for some fandom to open up a couple of those packs, check out some of those cards. If you do, let me know and I'll play too. Sorry, Veronica. Let's go to the fridge and let's check out this week's beverage. 
All right, so this week's beverage is brought to you by the PepsiCo, and it is a weird collaboration with Peeps. About two years ago, Pepsi announced an ultra-exclusive collaboration with the Peeps brand. For those of you that are unaware and are living under a rock, Peeps is a marshmallow-flavored candy. Uh, They only made 3,000 of these bottles last year or two years ago, and they were handed out via social media in a contest by using a specific hashtag. But this year, Pepsi decided to make it available to all. So for good and bad, Justin and I are sitting here with a bottle of Pepsi Peeps. Now, this wasn't the easiest thing in the world for me to find. Now, I also don't live in a major city right now. I live in a small town in South Central Indiana. And so there was one gas station after traveling to several gas stations and several stores trying to find this. And I finally found this yellow bottle of goodness. That's to be determined, actually. And while Justin's cracking his open, I have in front of me the actual candy of Peeps because it's probably been two to three decades since I've ever had a Peep. I remember them being a food crime. So I'm going to find out if that's true. And then I'm going to find out if Pepsi puts their money where their mouth is and if this soda tastes like the Peep. Before I pass judgment on this beverage that I just took a sip of, here's where I land on the soda feud of Coke versus Pepsi. When it comes to those beverages, I go Diet Coke. That's my number one. That's my go-to. If I'm drinking a soda, it is Diet Coke. After that, I will drink regular Pepsi. Then it's regular Coke. And then it's Diet Pepsi sitting at the bottom. So I'm not a Pepsi hater. I know there are people that absolutely despise Pepsi. Now, this Peeps flavored Pepsi, it's not my favorite. Pepsi's already sweet, but man, there's just... This is not, this is not my, dude, my boy's over here making some faces about eating that peep. Was that not your jam? I took a bite of this thing and sugar particles exploded on my desk. This thing was just a marshmallow coated in sugar. Absolutely disgusting. This is one of those sodas that every drink I take, I get thirstier. You know what I'm talking about? And you're drinking a, a beverage and there's nothing thirst quenching about it. It just makes you even more thirsty. Well, It does smell like a peep. If you are one of the individuals in the world whose brain may be broken and you enjoy the flavor of peeps, this soda is for you. I find this soda to be a beverage crime. Peeps are a food crime. This soda is a beverage crime. Pepsi, you know, we're trying to keep this uh, podcast positive, but Pepsi doesn't need our positivity. They're they're doing just fine. I'm going to be honest, not going to buy another bottle of this. I pay $2.99 for this bottle at my local gas station. I will not be purchasing another bottle. Uh, I'm not a soda drinker. Let me throw that out there. I quit drinking sodas cold turkey about six years ago. If this is what the soda industry is doing to innovate, I'm glad I've stepped away. No peeps, Pepsi. Speaking of food crimes, you know, I saw on your social media recently that you ate a food crime with the double down. Share with us a little bit about this double down sandwich from KFC. So a decade or so ago, KFC launched one of the most glorious fast food items known to man, the double down sandwich. For the uninitiated, it is two all white meat chicken breasts. And in between those breasts, you'll find cheese, bacon, and a sauce of your choice. The picture you sent me, your the sauce you you chose was some weird white sauce. What was it? There was no white sauce. That what was, was the melt, it? That was the melted cheese. I had a spicy sauce on my uh, sandwich. So I was a different person 10 years ago. I was a double down believer. This time, KFC said, hey, if you order the double down, 
we'll give you a, a free code into the Diablo 4 beta. I'm like, I want to play Diablo 4 early. I'll eat a double down sandwich. Little did I know that time does clearly change things. I made it about halfway through the double down when I realized something was wrong. The sandwich is a sodium bomb, unlike any other. Later that night, I was physically ill to the point that I had to go lay in my bedroom and do everything and anything I could not to regurgitate the double down sandwich. This is a disclaimer from the Nerdy Reads podcast. If you or someone you love is considering eating the double down chicken sandwich from KFC, don't. So was this one of those, it was so bad that you had to lay in a dark room to keep yourself from puking? Yes. Well, there you go. Don't eat the double down sandwich. (laughs) And for us, that's the end of this. We're going to go ahead and move on to talking about the book of this week. Song of Achilles is a book by Madeline Miller. Madeline grew up in New York City and Philadelphia, two very trendy areas. She attended Brown University and earned a bachelor's and master's in classics. She has taught and tutored Latin, Greek, and Shakespeare for 15 years. She studied at the University of Chicago's Committee on Social Thought and Yale School of Drama. Madeline is smarter than anyone here at the Nerdy Read podcast could ever hope to be. She has written Song of Achilles, which we will be discussing today, and Circe, which has received so many awards that we could read off the list for the next hour so let's talk about song of achilles and here's a fun fact for you robert is that this book actually took her 10 years to write but in all fairness too like when you look at her resume and all the things that she does and has accomplished she's pretty busy so 10 years to write this book what did you think about song of achilles Uh, Song of Achilles is based off Homer's poem, The Iliad, and I know it kind of dives deeper into some of the lesser characters. When you think of the Song of Achilles, to me, right off the bat, I expected just to hear, you know, about Achilles. But the story is told from Patroclus, Achilles' childhood best friend's point of view. Yeah, and I think that might be the thing that was the most surprising. And I actually really like that approach. I don't know if I've read a book that was written in this style before necessarily. And so it was a very interesting, but also awesome. Yeah. After uh, the first couple chapters, when I was like, okay, when is Achilles going to show up? I'm reading about this Patroclus kid. I was hooked. This story is action packed. One of the best love stories I've ever read in a story. Uh, It's a page turner. I could not put this book down. I can't gush enough about this novel. It's true. This is one of those that um, it takes me a while. You know, for those of you who are fast readers, you could probably pick up any book. Like Robert, your wife can pick up a 300 to 350 page book and read it in the afternoon. That is not me. I wish it was. I wish I could read it that rate, but I can't. I picked this book up and I think I completely read this in almost three and a half, four days. And that's very quick for me. But I was very, very into this book too. Like you said, some books are slow burns. This book is not a slow burn, I don't think. I think this book starts at a high and it just keeps on climbing. It just, there's action. There's, it's, it's entertaining. It's deep. There's turmoil, there's drama, there's all the things that you like from a story is in this book. You truly get a sense of the characters, given that Madeline does a brilliant job of taking us from their literal childhood to their first meeting. They grow up together, they're teenagers together, they go through all that awkward stage together. 
well into adulthood. So we read Song of Achilles. So would you share with us or share some of the things that really stood out to you? Some stories, some moments, something that really like hooked you. All right, one of my favorite parts in the book comes later in the book, and that's not to say there's not a lot of good at the beginning, but one of my absolute favorite parts of the book is when Achilles and Patroclus join up with the army and they head for the city of Troy, and they've all sworn this oath that they have to go defend their king who was slighted by Helen being stolen from him by Paris, the prince of Troy. And on their way there, everyone's kind of questioning, like, who is this Achilles guy? What's he about? And the armies of Troy storm the beach as they see the ships arriving. And from a distance, not of this world, Achilles takes a spear and launches it across the sea and pierces a dude right through the chest with it. And it was in that moment that the army that was behind Achilles was like, okay, this is what this guy's about. Yeah. I don't want to spoil a lot about this book because really my hope for this episode is that for those of you who haven't read this book is for you to read this book. Um, and those of you who have read this book, you already know the story. You know how good this is. Something I will say, though, is that the gods in this book are similar to the the book that we read last week and talked about. The gods in both Norse mythology and Greek mythology are a bunch of jerks. Yeah, yeah it turns <laughs> out in uh, mythology, gods are uh, just pretty cruel. I mean, that's how they're conveyed yeah. in almost everything, and that rings true here. Achilles' own mother is pretty cutthroat conniving and trying to keep him from his love interest in this book. So true. Did you have uh, any visuals when you were reading this book of the movie Troy? I did. I cannot stop picturing Achilles as a young Brad Pitt when I read this book. Which, hey, that movie is also really, really good. I remember it. I haven't seen that movie in five years, but I'm kind of very similar. I kept picturing him, but I, I couldn't picture Patrickless as the kid who played Patrickless in that movie. This book also did have one of my favorite quotes that I've read in quite some time is when Shinron told them that you can use a spear as a walking stick, but that will not change its nature. Yeah, I really enjoyed that quote as well. Um, at that moment, Chiron was basically telling Patroclus, who was ultimately afraid for Achilles to go into battle because he didn't want to see his friend hurt and ultimately die due to the prophecy. And Chiron's just telling him, no matter what you do, this is his nature. It's what he was born for. And a quote that stuck out to me in this book was Achilles and Patroclus are in a cave and Patroclus is constantly questioning his friendship with Achilles. And Achilles asked him, name one hero who was happy. And Patroclus couldn't think of one. And Achilles realizing he can't think of one. Achilles lets Patroclus know that you will be the reason I'm going to be the first hero that's happy. And it was in that moment that Patroclus realized, here I am, a nobody in the eyes of this god, but he chooses me. And that's the ultimate theme of this book is you truly can't choose who you love. And I enjoyed that. I love that quote. You know, we could probably, I looked in my Goodreads and I have probably nine or 10 highlights from even just the first half of this book. And then it just continues to pile on. She does such a good job at putting some very memorable moments throughout the course of this book without question. And so I want to ask you some questions. Okay. Oh like we God. did last week, <laughs> like we did last week. All right. And so everyone compete against Robert. If you have read this book, your goal, beat Robert. 
just so there's no confusion. Some are true and false. Some are not. All right, <laughs> here we go. Number one, true or false, King Peleus is Patroclus' father. True. False. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I That's Achilles' to... dad, isn't it? <laughs> Number two, who is Patroclus presented as a suitor? Helen. You got it. Number one, bing. Three, true or false, Helen chooses Odysseus as her suitor. False. Okay, for a bonus, who did she choose? Agamemnon? No. Dang it. <laughs> but hey, you got the you got the answer right. I'm going to save the bonus because I think there's a question that might give it away later. Number four, what land is Patrick was sent to after being disowned by his father? Uh, Pythia. Correct. Number five, name the parents of Achilles. Both. King Peleus and Thetis. Exactly. For the bonus, what is Thetis? A sea goddess. Uh, what exactly? Uh, what exactly? A sea nymph? Perfect. Number six, true or false, Shinron also trained Jason and Hector. False. Okay. Bonus. Name another hero he trained. Hercules. Perfect. Number seven, who kidnaps Helen? Paris of Troy. Number eight, true or false, Thetis hides Achilles under the sea. False. Okay, for the bonus, where does she hide him? It's that Diadema girl's uh, village. I cannot think it's an island. I can't think of the name of the island or the kingdom, but I know he goes there with Didemia or Diademia. I can't pronounce her name. Uh, he dresses up as a dancer. I cannot think. Of I'm going to spell this out for you because this is one of those that I wish I would have YouTube how to say this. S-C-R-Y-O-S. Is that Scryos? Scryos. Scryos. Something like that. Number nine, who is Achilles' wife? Dademia. Got it. Number 10, when Achilles was living among the women, what name did he go by? His son's name is Pira. I Pira. Ah! Bonus question. Last one. If you guys are tied with Robert right now, this is the make or break. The bonus question. Odysseus has a very distinct scar. Where is it? I should know this, but I don't know it. Uh, over one of his eyeballs. His calf. Dang it. <laughs> All right. That is the final for the, the questions and answer game. I'm terrible at <laughs> Actually, I'm going to be honest. You did a lot better on that one, I feel like, than you did on the Norse mythology. And some of those were a little harder, too, the ones I just asked. Some of those were a little harder than the ones that that I asked last week. So, hey, we got a lot of things to talk about. Again, giveaways and some things coming out. So give us just a second. We'll be right back. So let's talk about some sci-fi books that are coming out in March. And the first one that we'll kind of talk through is a book called Flux by Jin Wu Chong. Looks really cool. It's a science fiction novel, time traveler, adult. It's a fantasy book. 352 pages is dropping March 21st of 2023. You had me at time travel. 
<laughs> I am about that, dude. I'm going to have to put that on my to-be-read list. Next up, we have Antimatter Blues by Edward Ashen. It is tagged as science fiction, adult, space, fantasy, and aliens. The way that Time Traveler had you hooked, I'm always hooked. I'm always down to read about some aliens. How many pages is that? 304 pages, and it comes out today, March 14th. Beautiful. The next book we have is The Mimicking of Known Successes. This is a book that is 176 pages. Not bad. Came out March 7th of 2023. The science fiction, mystery, romance. And so if you're into those kind of things, this might be it. 176 pages interests me. That's uh, Nerdy Reads material right there. That's right. And the last one we have for you today is The New One by Evie Green, a suspenseful cutting edge novel about two parents who finally get the daughter they've always wanted. It's too bad she isn't real. It's tagged as thriller, science fiction, horror, mystery, and adult fiction. 400 pages. It comes out at the end of the month on March 28th. Awesome. So those are coming out for sci-fi. Cool stuff. Go check it out. So we have a lot of things, again, coming up on Nerdy Reads. We're very, very excited about this is episode two. We have two books that we're giving away. By this time, you should be able to look on our social media and see a copy of Legends and Lattes that we are giving away to somebody in the continental U.S. As my friend Robert reminded me last time, we aren't going to be able to afford to do that worldwide. Not at this budget that we're at right now, which is nothing. But if you live in the continental U.S., we'll make sure to get that to you. Go comment, like, and make sure you follow one of our social medias. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. So be looking out for those posts. Make sure you like and comment on that for your chance to win a free copy of Legends and Lattes. Spoiler alert, Reddit, love it, cozy. If you're into Animal Crossing, all that kind of fun, feel good. You don't want something that's going to stress you out a whole lot. This is definitely a book that you'll be into. One of my favorite reads of 2022. If you're asking yourself, is it possible for a book to give you a hug? The answer is yes, Legends and Lattes. And you know what? I liked it. Not even mad. So, hey, we have a lot of cool things coming up. Please enter for your chance to win. Update on the mushroom coffee. Been drinking it all week. I'm jazzed. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a placebo or not, I uh, feel more focused in the morning when I go to work. I'm going to continue drinking this stuff. I mean, for you paid $15 for your bag. I think I paid 11 something for mine. I'm drinking all that coffee as well. And and the reality is it's good. And like you said, maybe it is the placebo, placebo effect, possibly. But also, I, I agree. I feel a lot more focused. I enjoy it. I don't know. For some reason, it makes me not feel as uh, draggy as because coffee sometimes does. If I drink a lot of coffee in the morning, I'll start dragging by the afternoon. I've not felt that this week. And so, I don't know. I'm going to keep it going. Keep it moving. I agree with that. And I will not be reporting back next week on Pepsi Peeps. I'm pretty sure this is the last you'll hear of Pepsi Peeps on the Nerdy Reads podcast. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. We will get back next week. We have a fun show planned for you. So be on the lookout for what's coming up next. Be on the lookout for that free stuff. And we will see you next time on the Nerdy Reads podcast. See ya.